Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. right around the country. This is Scotty and Goss, SENWA Breakfast. We are simulcasting today. I've always wanted a simulcast. I feel like I'm on an FM station. <laughs> We're in Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hello, South Australia. Your traffic lights are on today. And Melbourne. Hello, Melbourne. It's exciting, isn't it? Good morning, everybody. Are we in Tassie? Hello, Tassie. Just say hello, everybody. Hello, You'll everybody. you fine, mate. Do you reckon they'll like this? Well, listen, um, <laughs> just a warning. Oh, for on. our uh, non-regular listeners. And the reason we're here is because well, no one else has to work Australia Day. But <laughs> Goss and I are here and we're excited to be here. But look, there's something that happens on SCNWA every, every morning. Every single morning. And it's called On This Day. Yeah! You may have heard of it. A lot of stations used to run the segment in the 80s. Uh, maybe early 90s. But Goss loves it. And yep. It's his little baby. Yep. And you will hear songs that you've never heard of from people that you have no idea who they are. Not and most of them songs, are dead. But not just songs. Today we have got some absolutely outstanding sporting birthdays, of which one is our very own, who's just come off air in the Melbourne town, and that is being Simon O'Donnell. It's big oh. Scoob's birthday today. He's 60 years of age. I'm sure they mentioned that a few times. Happy birthday, Scoob. Great man, Scoop. Great man. 60 today. Doesn't look a day over 50. If anyone's flat coming into the day, you've only got to turn on summer breakfast. It'll be flat. No one's at work. Except, well. Not just today. In any time that the summer breakfast show has been on, mm. Simon O'Donnell just gets you up and about, doesn't he? I like him. He, he's as passionate and as effervescent <laughs> as anyone <laughs> I know. Not a drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big show coming up. We are going to ask you the question this morning. It's a good question. Too. Who is the so Happy Australia Day? And um, our thoughts are with the First Nations people and Indigenous people and Torres Strait Islanders on this day. I know it's a difficult time for everyone. And just Not change for everyone. The day. Not for everyone. And change the date. Change the date and let's get to the table and change the date. But for the best part, uh, enjoy Australia Day because we are one. We'll say this. We want to come up with... The top five, but in particular, the best sports star of Australia over the last 12 months. I've got my five. I've got five. And, it's geez, it's hard to pick one over the other. Yeah, it's not really. Really? You've, got, you've got a clear standout number one monkey. Australian sporting person of the year. 100%. Walk-up start. <laughs> Walk-up start. We don't agree on much. I doubt we'll agree on this. But, yeah. you know, that's worth a good, it's a good conversation to have. And if anyone wants to join in, now these numbers, I don't even know if these numbers are universal, but we'll run with them. <laughs> 13, 12, 55, uh, give us a call. We'd love to have if your no, If no one rings, we'll say, oh, it must be the wrong number. <laughs> that's all. Or you've got an insurance that's company. All. Or 0487 736 736. Text us 0487 736 736. Thanks to Temperate Bedshed Text Line. Of course, Bedshed are 
are the experts in temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. I changed my sheets last night, right? It's the bi-monthly sheet changing. Um, and bi-monthly? And I did it yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, after a while, they just almost like a second skin on the th- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to change it solo. I did it solo, so I surprised the wife and changed the, the sheets. Nice. Husband of the year. But why Why are they so – why are fitted sheets so fitted? Why are they – why do they have to be so tight that if you get it on the wrong angle, you've got to take it off, you've got to elasticate it again and get it on, you've got to get – it's very it's one hard. of the great challenges, oh, fitted sheets. There's imagine no, working in a hotel. Going, so, going solo, it's one of the great challenges. Incredible. Thankfully, it's one I don't have to overcome too often. Yeah. And try folding a fitted sheet. Well, too. You, well, you can't. That's impossible. It's stupid. No, but I'm... and because you, you don't need to fold them because it doesn't. They don't. Well, they can crease because when you put them on the bed, it's so tight. It's all nice and tight. How many pillows on your? Oh, what ones we use, or ones that are there for decorative purposes? Because apparently, people come and look at our bedroom every day. Twenty-seven. Oh, maybe twenty-two. Some a lot. I've got to go to bed five minutes early to move the pillows off so I can get into bed. <laughs> See, I use two. I'm a, it's one of them. I'm a pillow hugger. I have one hug. <laughs> You're a pillow hugger. I have one that I hug. Well, because I'm, I'm on the edge well, and it's almost like a safety that if I fall, it's <laughs> something on my ribs. How big is your bed? Oh, I mean, no. you're a, well, hang on. You're a, Tall man. I mean, surely you're in a big king size. And we have the Great Wall of China in between myself and my wife. So oh, she has really? she has the three she pillows. There? She has she puts the three pillows Don't in between touch us. Me. Yeah, well, it's not about touch. Just that's your side. Don't you cuddle? <laughs> Please. <laughs> anyway, no, no cuddles. Nah. Thirteen twelve fifty five or zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. If you want to get involved in anything we do, hello to those in Melbourne. Scotty Cummings. Uh, good to have one. you back on and Adelaide. Uh, and uh, we think Tassie. We're not sure. But if we are in Tassie, hello to you. Uh, it's yeah, good Wildcats be... coming for the Jack Jumpers soon. That'd be big. Oh, the Jack Jumpers, yeah, absolutely. Morning, boys. Happy Australia Day. Mike says, uh, Goss, have Fleet Network uh, allocated you a new car? I did. They have. And I was do- as I was there yesterday dropping off something at Fleet Network. And Gary Gibbonson, former Fremantle Locker superstar, who's mm-hmm. the Fleet Network man, he was standing there and his phone rang and it rang in my car. <laughs> Oh, and he goes, who's that? I said, it's your wife. That's a tough one. <laughs> it's Soph and Rung. She's been to have a chat. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Soph. Uh, yeah, very good by you. Hey, um, coming up on the show, in the first hour, it is a bit about us. Peter German's going to join us, we hope. Um, Peter German is back in WA and he's coaching the WAFL, former North Melbourne superstar, yeah, of course. Yeah, hard as nails and back coaching waffle football here yeah. in, in Perth, obviously, yeah. uh, for the Perth Footy Club. Be interesting to talk to Germo about his approach because when he came to West Coast in 2000 with Ken Judge, let's just say honest and direct feedback was right at the top of his repertoire. Yeah. And if you were thin-skinned, there were some adjustment periods to be made. So, And we know now you, you, you can't do that now because... Yeah, they, they all get upset now. Wow. The coach, Funny if the coach say talks that, nastily to them now, they get a bit upset. Scott. The Jumo, it be interesting to see his approach. And we'll ask him about Ben Cousins' role too. Ben Cousins is down at the Perth Football Club in the WAFL. Hey, a Fremantle's AFLWA coach is down to two. So they got rid of their coach, of course, Trent Cooper. A bit of a surprise. They? they went after Jordan Roughhead. Yep. Couldn't get him over the line, allegedly, uh, supposedly. Now, how's this? It is understood that several players at the Fremantle AFLW will consider walking out 
if a former assistant, Lisa Webb, does not take the role. Now, it doesn't say doesn't get the job. If she does not take the role, they will consider walking out. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah. See you later. Tail wagging dog. Unbelievable. I can't stand that. We we all have coaches you don't like, but it's your career and you have to deal with it. And you do as you're told or your career ends abruptly. That's a bad look. Or you get traded two or three times. That's a bad look for a football club. If that is true... It's almost as bad as advertising the head role on Seek, which they did as well. Yeah. Nah, no good. Unprofessional for an AFL football club too. Just sounding out people? No, don't let's put it on the seat, mate. That's what your football manager's for and you pick up the phone and you call people. I'm surprised they haven't got – they reckon they're going to have an announcement in a month. Okay. I know the season doesn't start till late, but th- th- that doesn't give any surety about players going forward in regards to their future. Anyway, so Lisa well, Webb – It happens everywhere though, Nick. Her right. husband is at the Bulldogs and she doesn't want to separate again. This is, this is the problem with the world, though, right? <laughs> We get considered dinosaurs for our take on on respect and manners and feedback, and if you're not doing the right thing, you get told you're not doing the right thing. But now you have to mollycoddle everyone. You have to pat them on the bum all the time. You have to be nice to everyone. It, and if you, but if you don't, the coach, the play, you know, they lose the lose the players, and the coach gets the lemon and sass. But why don't we? How can we take that back? Because it wasn't a bad way to go. It gave people resilience. It's um, bullying, mate. It's not bullying. It's workplace it's bullying. What, to tell someone they're doing a crap job if they're doing a crap job? Correct. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, that's, yeah, well. It's exactly what You'll be what accused it of that, but it's not actually accurate or I'm true. Not t- I'm not saying it is, but that is the that is the fallout of workplace when you ask people to, and you might say it in a raised well, voice. problems with the world. It's not no. abusive. If you have no. a raised voice, if you're challenged in the workplace, and we're challenged every day in our jobs. We get it on the temper text line. We <laughs> get some serious feedback. Got there. some serious feedback on Twitter yesterday too, and I took took offence to it. Anyway. Well, then that's your fault. Stop <laughs> taking offence to things. <laughs> but the world is now. You cannot. And the thing is, if you're sitting in a room, and you want to challenge a person about their work ethic or their style or something they've done, don't do it one on one. And don't do it without record. But do it with witnesses. 100%. 100%. Because it will bite you. It will bite you. Uh, morning, boys. Jonesy says, morning, boys. Nice to have you back after your two-month break. Happy Oz Day. Very boyish on the bu- uh, bullies. bullies to win the flag this year. Yeah, good on you, Jonesy. They can't. Bulldogs can't. They've got a, they've got a good enough team to win it. Mm. But I don't know if they can. Um, Scotty, given that you sleep nude, <laughs> according to John on the temporary bench at Dexter, does the wife change your sheets once a week? Yes. Yes. That's gross. I, that's why you said that the other day. No, no one. No one I know of our vintage sleeps nude. No one. I know you're slightly younger than me. Slightly. <laughs> Decade on you. Well, you know what? I'm a bit of a fidgeter. You know, if you got, if you're a bit of a fidgeter, and if you fidgeter, if you've got a kit on, climbs into places. Anyway, congratulations to uh, Taryn Brumford. Yeah, we're pleased uh, with this strain of the yeah. year. Oh, I'm very pleased with this. Yeah, we're just leading straight into that topic. 45-year-old South Australian. Hello to our Adelaide listeners. She leads Body Image Movement, an yeah. organisation which teaches people to love and appreciate their bodies. Yeah. Good on you, Taryn. <laughs> congratulations to you. 
hope people listen to her message, especially you. <laughs> I'm the... No, you're very nasty to me, oh, off-air. I am not. What are you I shaming? thought pricks overweight. <laughs> yes. That was... Uh, Jack. For Melbourne and Adelaide listeners, that was Jack Cale. Uh, when First asked, uh, we spoke to Jack last year on our show and um, a great man, Jack Cale, one of the best coaches I've ever had and had lots. I'm aware of that, um, but that was his first thoughts of me. When uh, Goss said, what were your first thoughts when you arrived at Port Adelaide? And he said that. Uh, we're going to be chatting also uh, to Mike Hussey a little later in the show because the Big Bash uh, finals have been sorted out. The Stars choked again. Disappointing because I'm a David Hussey fan, like massive David Hussey yeah, fan. Agreed. They have been one big disappointment. This year? Over the journey. Mm. They've been one of the great underachievers with the talent they've got at their disposal. And had. Stoinis, Cartwright, uh, Coulton Isle, Zampa, Clark, the keeper. Mm. They're a good side, mate. Well, they're good on paper. That's right. So what's wrong? Can't get it done. It's always been the way. Trophy cabinet bare for the stars. I was cheering heavily for them in early days too. Roy reckons that Eastern and Monash Freeway are a breeze to drive in today. Thank you, Roy. Because <laughs> Roy listens to our show. For those who don't know, he, he his station of choice is SENWA on the app. Mind you, he listens to everybody. He listens to SEN track the whole lot. Big day of racing today right around the country. Always gamble responsibly. Hey, coming up, uh, we're going to touch a little bit on footy. Adam Simpson spoke yesterday, of course, uh, for those who know, don't know, the young Rhett Bazo, whose mother was tragically Horrible. killed on the weekend. Horrible story. And if you if you haven't followed Rhett's story, the, his, uh, his father, Steve, who was a Swan Districts legend uh, over here, and uh, he passed away of skin cancer in 2015. I think it was one of the great blokes he was too, Steve Bazo, and... Um, horrible story for, for Rhett and his sister Cameron. Um, going through a horrible, horrible time. Very much so. And we'll hear from Adam Simpson in regards to that as well. Uh, also, plenty more. And and for those who don't know, we have a regular segment. <laughs> and, I, and you know what? And I'm sorry. <laughs> I've said sorry for a year now to our WA listeners, but I'm now I'm sorry. I'm just, is there a song on there that I would have heard of? Yeah, there's a couple. A bit of Leo Say, I can go <laughs> wow. Yakid K. What? Yakid, Yakid K. Ah. Manuela Jones. You, know you know what? It's enough to deal with during the actual segment of it. But you know who? Don't, don't crowbar it into the first bit. No, but you know. I don't who, need two lots of them. You know who Yakid K is? No, I don't break. know who most people are on this list ever. Paul, pop the jam, pump it up. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You don't get yeah. this on a normal breakfast show yeah. in Melbourne this and Adelaide. Be, this should be, <laughs> let me throw some night. This is later than, later the tunnel in Melbourne and probably Joplin's in Adelaide, which no longer exists. And if that wall's or there, the could ever talk, you need to burn the building down. Or the Imperial. Belch and the team down there at the Imperial. <laughs> yes. Hey, we're going to take a break and come back. It's 18 past six where we are. It's 18 past nine where you are. It's... <laughs> Go and do those maths now. 12 minutes to something in Adelaide. <laughs> and, I don't know, and I don't know what it is in Tassie. But uh, thanks be the for listening. same as Melbourne, mate. Is it? What is wrong with you? Get out of this state occasionally. Ah, a bit of footy 
news, thanks to Maccas, Maccafe, iced coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie. Uh, Adam Simpson, the West Coast Eagles coach, yesterday spoke yesterday uh, publicly for the first time in regards to the tragic death of the mother of one of his young stars, Rhett Bazzo. Yeah, dealing with grief at the moment, um, supporting him as much as we can as a club and, and his family is, is the priority and um, that's what we're dealing with at the moment. Yeah, tough time for everyone involved there. And young Rhett has got onto social media, I think on his Instagram, and paid tribute to his beautiful mother. So our thoughts continue to be with him. A tragic start to the year for him. Dylan Moore from Hawthorne. Well, it's pretty obvious. He's endorsing James Sicily as the Hawks' new skipper. I remember I was a Hawks fan growing up, and I just remember Sis just felt like he was just a hothead. But I felt last year he got a little bit of extra responsibility, especially when McAvoy went down with his neck injury. Sis was our captain for six to eight weeks, and I felt like that brought the best out of him on and off the field. He started playing better. Uh, his temper was a bit better, but then he actually engaged everyone off the field a lot better as well, and he was the main voice around the club, and I feel like if, if he's our captain this year, then everyone's going to be very happy with that. There is Dylan Moore. He was the other one supporter growing up. He remembers Sis. How long has Sisley been playing? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, news through also is that Mitch Lewis uh, will miss the start of the year. Um, he has got a sprained ACL. It's not ruptured, so there's, there's a positive, though. It's not ruptured. He's a super player. He's going to be a beauty. Very much so. Uh, stand by, Australia. Birthdays, events, yeah. and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Bear with us. Let's have a laugh. Back with WA Humour. It's 2023 from a no-name text, 938. Go to the uh, sick bay you do. And hi, Tim and Scotty. <laughs> when does the captain's run start? Joe? What is the captain's run? Is that a show? Have I missed something? Yeah. No, it's a... Starts after this. Oh, does it? Yeah, but your oh. radio won't let you tune into it until you listen to all of this. January twenty sixth, only one month and one day until the big day. <laughs> Elizabeth the Kirk- King. Elizabeth Kirkby is one hundred and two, and you're saying who is Elizabeth oh, Kirkby? Everybody is. She's played Lucy Sutcliffe in a great Aussie show. Oh. your time, I think, Scott. No idea what this is. This is number 96, Abigail. Just Google. She's 102. She's still going. <laughs> yeah. And if you'd seen it. number 96, you'd be surprised she's still going because really? they did plenty of work. Right. Okay. Paul Newman was born on this day in 1925. Okay. i got to tell you, I never shot anybody before. One hell of a time to tell me. Star Paul Newman. Brownlow medalist, 1981, sadly no longer with us. Barry Round was born on this day in 1950. The winners of the 1981 Brownlow medal. Firstly, to Bernie Quinlan, the 1981 Brownlow medal. And to Barry Round, again, the 1981 Brownlow medal. The late Barry Round. Great man, Barry Yes, a great man, Big Barry. Speaking of great men, he's 69 today and going strong and sober. He has had a remarkable transformation in life. I'm talking about former Australian Test captain Kim Hughes. And he drives, he drives beautifully. What a way to bring up a 200 in a Test match. A glorious off-drive. Using his feet, hitting the ball. Tremendous power. Well played, Kim Hughes. 203 not out. It's certainly a magnificent uh, innings from Kim Hughes. And when he concentrates... 
He really is a very fine player. And uh, his concentration... <laughs> <laughs> drive by. Yeah, well, a backhander yeah, from Chappelle. Uh, Shane Howard is 68 today, best known for his vocal work in front of Goetta. This is not the worst one. Thank you very much. Eddie Van Halen was born on this day in 1955. Yeah. He died a couple of years ago. He was the guitarist for Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. Really good. His brother there was Alex, who's on the... Tim May's birthday today. Hello, Tim. Born in Adelaide, in North Adelaide, actually. He's 61 today. And that's gone. Five wickets for Tim May. That's lovely bowling from the off-spinner. Simon O'Donnell was born on this day in 1963 in Daniliquin, New South Wales. Well, that's a big one. It's going down to square leg. It'll be six. It will be six, two. Simon O'Donnell has decided that it's time to turn it on. That's a big hit. Well over Great Batch's head and wide of him. Well done, Scoob. Happy birthday, great man. 1991 International Cricketer of the Year. Fair enough, too. <laughs> Andrew Ridgely, wake me up before you go, go. It's Andrew's birthday, 61 half of when? Uh, the other half was who? George. George Michael. Thank you very much. Uh, your kid K is 50 today. We who? gave you a little late. Your kid, kid K. K. Yep. Gym. Yeah. Hey, the trains run on time in Melbourne. No, they don't. Ever. Ever. Well, we get told they do. The train does run on time in Adelaide. Oh! <laughs> Bang! Oh, Only joking. The great Port Adelaide superstar. Scott, no wonder you got run out of town. Hey, Leo oh, I Sayer that. I love that. became an Aussie citizen on this day in 2009. This has been a good one. Thank you. Yeah, you heard me, everyone. This has been a good one. <laughs> On a sad note, though, Kobe Bryant died on this day yeah. in a helicopter crash in 2020. Brings a drop down. Kobe! Here comes Kobe, less than five, from way outside. Got it! Oh, man! And on this day, January 26, we leave you with one of the great South Australians. South Australian Catholic nun, Sister Janet Mead, was best known for her 1974 hit, The Lord's Prayer. She died last year, aged 84. That's on this day, January 26. Happy Australia Day. Is that a bit more Van Halen? Oh, is yeah. that what it is? All right.
Welcome back. This is SENWA Breakfast. We're going simulcast to Adelaide. Thanks for letting us on your radio for one hour today. So too in Melbourne. If you want to stick around after the next 27 minutes, you can go to get over to the app and go SENWA app because it's really the first hour is a mere warm-up and we get really, really heavy duty in the second hour of the show. Almost made it through that sentence without laughing. We got some positive feedback yeah, on that. introducing you to Special K, our... One of our producers. Oh, yeah, so that voice you voice oh, yeah. mate, rule of thumb in, in radio. Hello, it's Chris Clefinis here. <laughs> <laughs> producer to the star and Scott Cummings. He hasn't rolled that out for a while, has he? <laughs> we've, been, we've been two weeks into this year and he hasn't rolled that out. The first your audience, out. bring out the classics. Yeah. That's and, what they say. And to our audience who is listening, you can get in touch with us, 13 12 55, on our Toolkit Depot open line or text us 0487736736. We'll get you abuse on those lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Kimberly John Hughes, the we, former Australian yeah, Test captain, yeah. his birthday today. Happy birthday, yeah, Kim. Sent her a message saying happy birthday. Yeah, so thanks, mate. And feeling fantastic yeah. with two exclamation points. The He's, great man is in a great space at the moment. Hasn't had a drink hmm. for about 18 months, yeah, I think it is. that's right. Lost Jeez. weight, reconnected with his family. It is a beautiful story. And if you see him speak, yeah. you see him speak publicly now. I mean, he's a funny man. Yeah. See him speak. Oh, he's, he's, got, he's got a different story now, a, a different journey. Wonderful. So if you're looking for a guest speaker, oh, he's the best corporate you speaker. can't do much better than yep. Kim Hughes. Yep. I mean, he's an absolute legend. Um, the Australian Diamonds, they've been crowned Quad Series champions in Cape Town after they beat New Zealand 56-49. to 49. Bit of controversy in oh, this one. There? What happened there? Well, there was a, a goal scored by New Zealand that yeah. the referee didn't see after a bit of a scuffle. Yeah. Then I didn't said, see. Yeah, said, oh, no, we can't call that a goal because he didn't see it go in. Uh, Australia, oh. your ball in. And then... We went on a roll and uh, oh, <laughs> won well. the game. You're guilty. Yeah, oh, hard well. to break. Against oh, New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fine then. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. Very, very good. The Sydney Thunder, they just scraped by the Melbourne Stars, booking their spot in the BBL finals, of course, chasing just 120 to win at the MCG. The Thunder reached the target for the loss of seven wickets. Uh, speaking of the Big Bash, big crowd expected here at Optus Stadium. More than 25,000 tickets were sold yesterday after they went on sale just after midday, and they're expecting... 40,000, 45,000 plus. Wow, who are we playing? They're hoping to sell it out. The Sydney Sixers, who are going to get absolutely thumped. Is what's his name playing? Steve Smith? Pretty sure Smudge is going to be playing. What's his name? Yeah. Oh, and you're on nickname terms. Aren't yeah, you? yeah. Good mates. You've gone with what's his name and you just smudge, yeah. gone with Smudge. Oh, yeah. People oh, call him Smudge besties. like they know him, really. It grinds my gears. I know it does. That's why I did can it. Can you use nicknames <laughs> if you don't know no, someone? No, of course you can't. So, so like, your, your, your footy fan... I can't walk down the street and yell out to their players' nickname. Like, they can't walk by and say, hey, track. There you go, track. Yes or no? Ooh. No. If you've seen them face no. to face? No. No, still no? So, see, see I, don't, I call him Adam. I don't call him Gilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he asked you to. <laughs> said, Sorry, that's reserved for mates. <laughs> I, I apologise to um, I apologise to Ricky Ponting a couple of years ago, and I'd only met him I'd met him you know, a handful of times, yep. and always gone on well. And I called him punter after about the fourth or fifth time I met him, and I actually about two minutes later went back and said, "Mate, I'm really sorry about that." Yeah. I'd, I know well enough to call you a pun. I apologise. Uh, He's laughed at me. The, the, <laughs> and he would. He had a go at Adam Zampa last night. He says, Adam Zampa drops too many catches. Yeah. Well, he had a go at him bang. last night on the coverage. Yeah, he really put him in his well, if, if he was Adam Zampa's coach, Adam Zampa would complain to the board and Ricky would be removed. 
Wow. Oh, wow. yeah. We won't let go of that, will you? Hey, Steve of Canberra. Hello, Steve. Thank you for texting in. He says, happy Day, boys. The train might run on time in Adelaide, but, Scotty, they still have steam trains. <laughs> oh. Why are we going that hard in Adelaide? They're oh, a very look. important part of the SEN network, and Kane Corns lives there. How in God's name is Abigail from number 96, 102? That means the show, she would have been in her 50s in the show, no way. Craig, hey. I never said Abigail was 102. No, no, she I said Elizabeth Kirkby. Who played Lucy. Yeah. Lucy Sutcliffe. Do, do not try and pick holes in on this day. I never said Abigail, mate. <laughs> right? the, the most well-researched segment on the show. It's the only one we researched. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one we put any pre-prod in. What else you got? Uh, Australian Open. Our boy Rinky, Hitchikata, and Jason Kublai, they're through to the next uh, round after they won their doubles match, of course, against Wesley Kuloff and Neil Skupski. Yep. So very, very good from the You just want him to keep boys. going so you can just keep talking a bit. Rinky. Yeah, they're up against Horacio Zabaios and Marcel Granolez today. Did you watch that, Goss? So there's a... No. <laughs> I have not watched one ball hit. Really? Nah. Nah, I love it, and I'll watch the... F- nah, maybe. Do you know what you need to do? You need to go to Melbourne next year there, for mate. the Australian... Not to Melbourne. <laughs> 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 you need to go there for the Australian Open and, and embrace the two weeks. Be there. For the two weeks? I went on the outside courts. Yeah, well, yeah the outside courts. I wasn't going to go to the main one and pay big bucks. As if you paid to go there in the That's very place. true. I had a media pass, but I'm yeah. a man of the people, as you know. No, you are not. All righty. Uh, that's the end of that sport update. Thank you very much, Chris Clifford. Special K. Um, that yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've got more if you want it, but we've got to move on. No, nah, we're no, going to move on. We've got to get our Australian of the Year. Right? Coming up, we are going to have... Sports person of the year. Who is the sports person of the last 12 months? On this Australia yeah. Day, if we were to name one Australian star performer in all sports around the world in Australia... Who is it? We want yours. We want your input right here. Give us a call. 13 12 55. The Toolkit Depot open line is yours. 13 12 55. Or text us 0487 736 736. Temper at Bedshed. Text line. But we want to hear your voice because we, we'd like to get some phone calls on our show to make sure our phones do work. <laughs> right around Australia, this is Scotty and Goss. Our five Australian sports stars of the year next and yours. This is Breakfast SEN. Welcome back wherever you're listening to us. Thank you for the feedback. It's been solid, no doubt about that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're asking right now, being Australia Day, we're asking who have been the top performers and the number one performer for Australia around the world in any form of sport. We've had a couple of texts coming in. Tia Claire Toomey, world's fittest woman. Josh Giddy on another text line. So underrated, but killing it in the NBA. He's only 20. He's putting up star numbers in 2023. Absolutely. And Louis from Grovedale says Peter Boll. Well, Peter Boll has had a great last 12 months. He hasn't had a great last couple of weeks. No. It's and, uh, hey, innocent until proven innocent guilty. Innocent proven guilty. Let's go to the calls because we've got a couple, 13, 12, 55, before we get into our top five. Let's go to Bailey who wants to throw a, a, a name in. G'day, Bailey. Going on, fellas? Oh, we're just chugging along. Where are you listening from? Uh, Lara, Geelong. Lara, yeah, no, Lara, yeah, absolutely. What do you got for us, Bailey? Yeah. Uh, it has to be Joel Sowell, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you, well, within Australia, you'd have to be close. He's, he was sensational, there's no doubting that. And I'm not potting Joel Sowell. I'm not sure he's it's on the realm of the top five Australian. Top five? Well, I've gone with top five. 
You're yeah. the number no, one. No, no, I'm just saying you wouldn't be in the top 100, would you? <laughs> oh, not Australian sportsman. What he did was... Yeah. <laughs> what he did... He, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Well done to him. <laughs> Very cool. You don't agree with that? Goss. Barley doesn't. Barley thinks he's number one. Has to be. Yeah, well, he's not. Anyway, thank you very much, Barley. Thank you for calling. He uh, <laughs> has to be. John of Denmark in the state south, not Denmark the country. Uh, he's got a, a recommendation. What do you got for us, Johnny? Good morning. Yeah, how, uh, boys, how are you going? Yeah, really well, thanks. I'm going, for, uh, I'm going for Toby Price. Toby Paris Daycar superstar. Oh, he is a super. He is a dead set super. He didn't, he didn't win. The, well, he only finished, what, last week, didn't it? Last week, a week before. What, he came second? Finished last week, yeah, he came. Came second, yeah. yeah. Yep. Had a horror fall Within too, second. didn't he, John? I think he had a, a stack or oh. somewhere along the way. Oh uh, yeah, he did. He did a, a year or so ago. He had a pretty bad fall, and it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty um, devastating uh, race, really. Oh. The car, you know, he came across one of his mates that had fallen and um, killed one year, mm. and uh, stopped to help him, and so. I just, uh, I just think he's a superstar. I agree. With that. Yep, I agree with that. It'll be one of the yeah. most, uh, be one of the toughest events. I tell you, and dangerous and just the endurance you need to get through that is phenomenal. A lot of interest there for Ash, buddy. Thank you, John. Uh, Toby Price certainly not in my top five. Um, let's go Big to fan. your top five. Okay, in any order, Tim, or uh, we'll go five, four, three, two, one. Number five for me was Lauren Jackson. Lauren, what? mate, seriously, please. Are you are you kidding? What she did to come back from, like, debilitating injuries and to come back and lead Australia in the World Cup and play so darn well, bronze medal, I know, was sensational. All right. My number – I can't believe you've said that. My number five is – no, no chance, mate. Kidding. Molly O'Callaghan for me, dead set world champion in swimming, 18 years of age, the 100 metres, the 4 by 100 free, the 4 by 100 mixed free, four Commonwealth Games gold medals. She's 18. She's a bona fide star, and she is the number one swimmer in Australia. She's better than Ariane Titmus. Ariane Titmus is one of the queens of the pool, but I'm telling you now, Molly O'Callaghan had the best 12 months of any Australian swimmer in the water. Number five, Molly O'Callaghan. Well, I've got one at number three, which I reckon was better. But anyway, uh, number four, I've got Josh Giddy. Oh, I reckon Josh Giddy, a ridiculous rookie season uh, with OKC. Youngest player ever to score a triple-double. He is absolutely shooting the lights out and in one of the toughest leagues in the world. Let's go to Lou from Bandura, who's on the line, giving us a call on 13 12 55, took your depot open line. Lou, who's your number one? Boys, I don't know how you've missed this bloke. Very un-Australian on Australia Day. Cam Smith, mate. All right, we haven't hey, missed anything hey, just hey, yet. Hey, don't, hey, hey, don't shoot your, your bolts yeah, early, no, mate. I'm we... with you, Luke. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely with you, Luke. Yeah, but hang on, we're going to get there first. Come on, boys. Yeah, we'll get there, mate. We'll get there. Just uh, keep your powder dry, Louis. Well, Thank let's, you. let's get through this list. Yeah. And then, yeah. okay. That's right. So he's saying we don't know how we've missed. We're only up to number four. Yeah, well, I haven't missed. All right, uh, my number four is um, Steph Gilmore, eight-time world surfing champion, has just continued to show the way. Fair cool. I mean, if we talk of Kelly Slater being the the king of all dude, time. you get the best barrels ever, dude. <laughs> then Steph Kilmore. Okay, number three. Uh, Emma McKeon. Six gold, one bronze in the Birmingham Com Games. The greatest ever, uh, most medalled Olympic athlete in Australian swimming history. Had a magnificent year. What are you shaking your head for? Because she's just not as good as Molly O'Callaghan. Did we- you not hear what I just said? 
Oh, it's Molly Callahan number two. No. Uh, my number. No. My number three is Alex Volkanovsky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Great right. call. Not bad from you. Not bad for a bloke who doesn't think UFC is a sport. Have you seen the power slap? Yes, I don't like it. It's just it hurts stupid. people. Yeah, no, it's not. Well, nice. UFC doesn't tickle either. You'd be okay though. You'd be a bit of pattern. <laughs> hey, yeah, T- hey, Buffett, whatever her name is. Brumford, Taron, Taron, straight of the year. What an image. Number two. Oh, I'm so confused. Cam Smith, I've got it number two. Whoa! Cam Smith. I know, yes. and you know I love my golf. Not number one. No, I know no, where you're going, yeah, and you, you are Captain Obvious. No. Seriously, you are Captain Obvious. Cam Smith, the Open PGA Tour Player of the Year, a sensational year. Can we make sure we put it. our five, my five against his five, on the socials? Because we did that with Off the Bench a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and I pantsed you. You did, and you're about to get your comeuppance because your five is absolutely horrendous. Are you kidding me? Your order. Sam Kerr is at number two. Sam Kerr is at number two for me. Oh. Superstar. We just know her exploits. She is bona fide the Australia's greatest sportswoman uh, and almost could maybe of all time uh, heading that way and will, and I have said it once and I'll say it again, her last year of sport will be playing for the West Coast Eagles AFLW team. Yeah, come on. She'll retire there. Okay, your number one drum roll. Here we go. Let me have a guess. Can't have a guess. Would it be Sam Kerr? Yeah, Sam Kerr, mate. <laughs> Seventh golden, what, boot, leading, seventh golden boot, leading goal scorer for Australia of all time. Another title with Chelsea. Yep. Just does it year in, year out, but has not dropped off at one inch. All righty. There you go. Fantastic stuff. Who's your number one uh, in your stinking my, list? My number one is pretty obvious. Drum roll, please. Open Championship, otherwise known as the British Open, four other wins, including the Players' Championship. Cam Smith is Australia's best. We've only got two of the same. And one and two are the same. My list kick your list. Get on our socials, SENWA Breakfast, and vote for Scotty's or mine, and keep your calls and texts coming, and keep your texts coming. Good yeah, to see Hutchie still cutting corners on SEN. <laughs> That's hurtful. Yeah. We're working, mate. We're just We're working, doing an yeah. honest living, mate. He could have just put out, you know, seven shows of the best ofs. And what about this one? Over-opinionated journalists and concussed old footballers, SEN. Oh, it's the same person backing up. Well, I have another go. Yeah, Happy straight out of you, you <laughs> miserable... Piece of work. Yeah. Let's get a break away and come back. Uh, we'll wrap things up for this hour. It's been a lot of fun, and thank you. Uh, we won't be coming back uh, for you. Of course, you'll be going to, I think, tennis... Around the network at the top of the hour? Probably. I think so. Probably. 13, 12, 55, and, and, and Novak Djokovic has just give him the trophy now. He's, he's embarrassing. Is this Who? What about Stephos? Nah. Nah. Mate. Seriously, Novak will wipe the floor with uh, Sitsa Pass as much as I want Sitsa Pass to win. 0487736736. Pete says, I want what you're on, Gossy. <laughs> I'm stringing the Wilson's ginger baddies. Only 22 calories. <laughs> 22 calories, the Wilson ginger baddies. Not a sponsor yet. I'm waiting for a carton to arrive. Good for the skin folds. Give this is shot. Scotty Ingalls. Thanks for your company. News is just around the corner. Thank you for the text. I'll be sticking here. Uh, yep, staying on the app. Good stuff. I like this one. Your sauce always mad on SENWA. <laughs> wow, Scotty. Yes, he is, Gia. <laughs> yes, he is. Basketball, sport, footy. Mitch Lewis will miss the start of the year for Hawthorne. This is Scotty Ingalls.
got rid of uh, the Eastern States listening to our show for the first hour. <laughs> Do you think they liked us? Well... <laughs> it must be because it's a public holiday. Everyone's in a good mood. We got some really nice feedback. Yeah, which is good because people don't like change in their morning routine. No, you know, no. they don't like. Who are these two? Oh, yeah. But it was really, really nice. It sounds a bit what a was that? bit of a robo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, no, it was really nice. There it is right there. Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Car Specialists. Feel the freedom of a Novated car lease with Fleet Network. Uh, plenty more to come in the next hour. Let's go to the Eastern States and catch up with a man who knows <laughs> Oh, we're going back there, are we? Yeah, Pete Hawley, oh. of course, NBL analyst, sports writer, broadcaster, ESPN Australia and Channel 10. He was courtside last night for the game between Cairns and South East Melbourne Phoenix. Phoenix got up and they just uh, continued to be on a roll. Mm. But Cairns copped a very nasty injury to Keanu Pinder. And I've just looked at his Twitter and he said, man, I can't take a break. I can't get a break. SMH, shake my head. Appreciate your time, Pete. That was a pretty nasty injury last night and a big blow to the Cairns Taipans. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was. It was a real, real good hit. When Dane Pinot, the elbow, caught Keanu Pinder, and I spoke to the doctor straight after he came back out of the locker room and said that he had three cuts on the mouth, nose, and pretty much in, nearly in the eyeball. So there's no official update on what's wrong. He actually put up a, a picture on his Instagram story, and it looks horrific. So he's Adam Ford's ruled him out of the last two rounds, which is definitely going to be tough for the tight fans. But the good news is they went 6-0 and without him when he had that ankle mm. sprain. Mm. Hopefully they can try and get the job done, because for them to, to fall out of the top two... In, in this fashion would be pretty hard done by. All right, let's focus a little bit on our own backyard right here. And, of course, tomorrow night the Perth Wildcats take on the Illawarra Hawks. They'll win that game, with, even though Illawarra have been nuisance value over the last uh, mm. month. They've been pretty good. No, no, they just it made it be a matter of the margin. Wildcats will win easy. But the Wildcats oh, have got then... I hate it when you do that. They're on the road to Tassie and then got two games at home. Got a tough stretch on the way home, the Wildcats. But Melbourne United, if they lose one of their next two games, they're basically done. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough uh, for Melbourne United, especially with Shea Ely. That's a that's a really devastating yeah. uh, injury for, for any person, any any sportsman. And uh, have, there's no official word out of that yet. But the the last thing that was uh, noted after his last concussion was if he cops any other hit to the head, it's going to be 12 months minimum before oh. he comes back on the court. Wow! So that's not what anybody wants to see. But I think Chris Golding said it best that his his health and comes first for himself and his family. And yeah, it's going to be hard for them. But I'm actually pretty high on the Wildcats run home. I've got them penciled. I reckon they'll win three out of four. Whoa! Stretch on the way home. So I think they're they're going to be playing well. Uh, They're going to enjoy the the challenge, I think. Uh, The game against Tassie, they get that one. As you mentioned, the Hawks, we expect them to get that one. And I reckon they'll get one of the last two with with Cairns or Sydney. So I... I think the Wildcats will be humming into finals the right way. Oh, Peter, I like, I like what you're throwing up there. Have you seen a season like this? It's, it's so tight, and there's so many different variables in this top six that could uh, really shape the playoff season. It's interesting because I feel like we say that every year. We're like, well, we've never seen a season like this. And next <laughs> year, it continues just to get even better and tighter. And I love the fact that we brought in the playing tournament this year for exactly that reason, where... There's so much riding. Normally, we're trying to figure out who's going to get in fourth spot and then who's going to finish top two, where it obviously matters, but you're still going to be able to, to be in the semifinal series if you finish third. Now, there's a race for second spot. There's a race to finish in sixth spot. And again, I love it because if you look back to, I think it was the Bulldogs finished eighth and they managed to go and win a title. If you're playing your best basketball at the right time, then anything can happen. It doesn't matter where you finish. And 
gives a chance for more fans to go and watch some more basketball. Pete Hooley, our guest, uh, NBL analyst, of course, you can see and hear him on the ESPN coverage, Channel 10. He's a sports writer as well. Hey, Pete, um, Sydney Kings, let's just go forward to the last game of the year. Sunday, Feb 5 at RAC Arena. Let's say Sydney, and we think they're going to lock up top spot, if not they have already locked up top spot. Would you think Chase Buford will down tools, look after Cooks, look after Walton, look after a couple of Vasilovic maybe, and basically the Wildcats will probably be home and hosed by that, or do you think Chase Buford would still like to come into RAC Arena and win going into the finals? No, I think he'd still want, still want to win, and especially with they'll probably have top spot locked up. They're going to have a little bit of a break with the playing tournament. They just have to sit back and enjoy watching some basketball for a little bit. So they're going to have rest regardless. So he probably might play the guys maybe five or ten minutes less than normal, but you still want to have that momentum. If the top six stays the way it is now, who who are the genuine contenders and who do you think you're making up numbers? Oh, it, it, it's, it's awfully tough with, with the injuries, the way they stand. I mean, I was high on the New Zealand breakers, but they're expecting potentially Barry Brown Jr. to be back. It's going to take time for him to, and the team to figure out how good they were at that full strength, much like we saw with Keanu Pinder's two games that can. We're just trying to figure out how do we get back to how we were at full strength. So I still think the break is around the park. And look, I still have to see the game. Even though I lost two, I still have to see the step up. The rest of the competition, I actually think those two losses last week only help strengthen their credentials because it makes them just snap back into focus. I think they were just getting a little complacent. They nearly put up 250 points on the bullets in that game the week before. I think they were thinking this is all a bit too easy. Now they have to snap back in, and I think it will help them down the stretch. All righty. Are you happy with the way the Wildcats, albeit they were pretty average against South East Melbourne Phoenix, but their previous three games, big games at home, have you noticed the def- definite change in their style? And their, obviously their rotations is pretty obvious. Are you liking what the Wildcats are doing, and do you think they've got the cattle and the game style to give this title a shake? Uh, I do, because, again, with the way it's set up, you've just got to get hot. You've just got to get hot at the right time. And the way they're playing, you're always going to be a chance. If you've got number 11 running around and you've got enough supporting cast players doing their thing, if Brady Manic's hitting shots and number 11's running around healthy, you're always going to be a chance to continue to win games. You know, wherever they finish, if they finish in the top four, they get a, they get a home final or, uh, and play in the playing tournament. They make a semi-final series. They have a really good two games, and anything's going to happen. Pete, last one for you, and real quickly, yes or no? I laughed at this yesterday. The talk of a little Bronny James coming to the NBL. Any chance we'll see him in Australia playing in the NBL? LeBron, the son oh, yeah. of LeBron. Well, I, I say no about a lot of things that are crazy, and then the NBL just goes and proves me wrong, and they want to be ambitious and get the job done. And, well, my dog seems to think so right now, so I'll have to say yes. <laughs> Appreciate your time. Good chat, Dan. See where you're getting your info from, too. Yeah, That's hey, good. What's the name of the What's the name of the dog, and what type of dog is it? Who's? It's little. Uh, little Cavoodle. Nestle like the chocolate brand. So that was my, my wife's name. We had it. her and she was all black, so we named her Nestle after the chocolate. And now she's completely changed colour and is nearly a full brownie orange. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all happening over here. Yeah. She's, she's now a scorcher. Hey, good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. Yeah, it's Pete joining us, of course, NBL analyst, and uh, he was there last night uh, at the game. Uh, your calls, your texts, if you're a Wildcats fan, how do you think they're travelling going into the last four games? So the Wildcats schedule looks like this. 
and they've got four games to go, and it starts tomorrow night. Actually, we're going to be speaking to uh, Jacob Jacomas, who is the coach of Illawarra when they touch down here in Perth tomorrow. So Beauty. be listening, good fella. And uh, um, I know he's looking forward to um, standing in front of, not blocking anyone's view because only a little fella, uh, Simon Devlin, who's a Wildcats fan, Devlin's uh, Cigar Lounge down there in Devlin's down in, in uh, Hay Street. Gotcha. Simon has his own corporate box, and... His verbal starts from the time they tip off to the end of the game. Players, strong. coach, oh, strong. Never a swear word. Never oversteps the lot. He knows where the mark is. And let me tell you, it is good humour. And, he, and he, what he does, he basically distracts the opposition. So, yeah, G is uh, prominent on the text. Illawarra won't win, but hey, last season Perth dropped off. Uh, didn't think it would happen at home. Uh, doesn't like the Phoenix. They injure players on purpose. Melbourne man. Oh, Gia. Yep, Gia. And the Kings will tank against the Phoenix. I hate tanking, but Kings locked up top spot. Well, we'll see what happens, Gia. Okay, Friday night, Perth Wildcats take on Illawarra Hawks. They'll win that game. Then they go Sunday to My State Bank Arena against the Tassie Jack Jumpers. That is tough. Yeah. Winnable, winnable, bit, absolutely. Yeah. Then back home, Friday, RAC Arena, Sunday, RAC Arena for the Cairns Taipans, and we are wow. hearing that um, we might not see Keanu Pinder for the rest of the year, or at least to the playoffs, and and then they take on the Sydney Kings, and the Kings were here recently and the, blew the game, and the Wildcats won. So, uh, look, a lot to play out, and we look forward to seeing that. And don't forget the Wildcats show tomorrow between nine, eight, and nine, and we'll be chatting with Tashawn Thomas. Beauty, yeah, big fella, the big unit, and going well. He is. Hey, his Peter, family here has changed his whole. Yeah, his changed, baby Marcel. Happy. Yeah. See, I'd be the other way. <laughs> Would have dominated early. The then the family arrive and it all goes to poop. 13 past 7 Australia Day. Hope you're having That's a sad. good one. Of course, whatever you're doing, celebrating today or if you are reflecting on the past, uh, each every person has their right to get to Australia Day. Karen Brumford. Yeah. The Australian of does. the year. Nice work yeah. by her. Hey, Peter German's going to join us next. We're going to talk footy, the new coach of the Perth Football Club, back in WA after a 10-year hiatus. Got Cuzzy down there helping? Yeah, he certainly has. David Mundy, Matt Prittis, and a few other Subiaco legends as well. Hasn't got a reserves coach, though. They advertised no, on Seek yesterday. Senior assistant. Yep, 19.2 degrees in Perth, heading for a top of 32 degrees. Is that one role? Hey? Is that one role, reserves coach I would imagine so. senior assistant? I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to be the reserves coach of Perth. I reckon you have your work cut out. Oh. 14 past seven. Time to talk footy now is, uh, well, an old face that is a new face all over again. I'm talking about the new coach of the Perth Football Club and a man who uh, had uh, amazing success in a stint, of course, of coaching the Subiaco Football Club and also Peel Thunder is involved uh, in the AFL level and is now back in WA in charge of the Demons. And I'm talking of Peter German. Good to have you on the show, Germo. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries, guys. Hey, Jermo, a couple of things before you uh, jump straight in. You're back here full-time, obviously. Um, Obviously, the the family's all over the place in regards to uh, your your kids growing up and the like. Uh, Are you you going solo in Western Australia? (laughs) Um, At the moment, I am. Yeah, no, look, um, obviously, my family's growing up now. uh, We've spent a good 10 years in Perth. Uh, from 2000, I think, to 2010. So, um, yeah, my girls grew up here and, and uh, really enjoyed it. But, yeah, obviously they settled back in Melbourne and married and kids and all that sort of thing. So, and the wife, she'll, uh, she'll sort of be coming over and back, sort of like the two, three-week block type thing. So, yeah. But other than that, yeah, no, 
I'd say 90% of the energies are uh, into coaching Perth Footy Club. I know you've done a few interviews uh, since, and you've been uh, popular, of course, amongst the media trying to get uh, words out of you in regards to your journey here to the Perth Demons. Why? Why? Is it just an itch you wanted to scratch to come back to WA? A job looked, I mean, why would you take another job in the waffle? Uh, yeah, probably just all things considered. Um, yeah, I love the waffle. Uh, I have a great respect for it, uh, you know, and, and WA as well. Um, and enjoyed the time over here. But, yeah, look, it's just a challenge, I think, Tim. I, I um, Look, in the end, sort of everywhere I've sort of gone to, it, it's been to a club that, for one reason or another, just there was a challenge, um, you know, involved in it. And, and certainly we know that... You know, Perth's history, and, and to me, there was sort of no greater challenge. And, and um, you know, talking to a lot of people, like even the Subi boys, they were really encouraged, encouraging me to, to come over and, and, uh, and take the job. And, and I got a bit of support, obviously, from some of those guys. But, um, but yeah, just also Perth as well, talking to, the, you know, Bob and, and uh, Russ Clark and Trev Williams and a lot of those guys. I, I really feel that the club is off the field is set itself up uh, now really strongly and uh, you know now it's just about trying to get get the results on the field so it was so ultimately in the end it was, yeah it was just a challenge that I, that I really wanted to um, to take on Jemo yesterday we spoke to Brent Costello about the uh, the dire situation at Glenorchy Footy Club trying to find players how are you going at Perth uh, as far as recruiting goes have you brought many Victorians over with you and uh, and how's the squad look at this stage yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, Glenorchy, obviously, I coached down in Tassie in the state league down there, and they're a really strong club. And um, so, yeah, for football to sort of be going a bit like that, well, even Bernie and um, and Devonport are—they're not in the state league anymore down there. So, yeah, look, it's a changing space down there. But look for us. Um, you know, we we haven't got a lack of people wanting to come and uh, and try out. You know, we've probably tried out over a hundred players over pre-season. So uh, you know, obviously we've got to get, get it down to about sixty, sixty-five. And um, but yeah, look uh, from from our point of view, you know, you're always trying to get those three or four um, sort of you know top line type of players. If you can get an ex, you know, a couple of ex AFLs, which we really went hard for, just. Because we needed them, obviously we've had a, a bit of um, turnover with some of our senior players from last year. But um, yeah, but look, you know, I'm, I'm really comfortable where we're at. We're going to be we're going to be young. Um, yeah, brought a couple of guys over from Victoria. I coached um, up in Corora, um, brother Glenn, for the last two years, and a couple of guys have come over who I really felt were you know qual- could be quality um, waffle footballers on the big ground. So. Um, yeah, no, they've decided to come over and uh, Charlie Thompson, who played for Coburg last year, I think he's, he's probably, when I say a trump card, he's, he's uh, I think, someone who understands where we're at. Uh, he wants to take on the challenge as well of help build the club. So I think that he's going to be a guy that, you know, probably in the next couple of years as well, having good contacts with a lot of people he can help us recruit as well. So, yeah, look, it's, um, yeah, numbers aren't too much of an issue. With it. As I said, we, I just think we're going to be young and hopefully... 
injuries have, have um, you know, something that really hit the club last year. And look, we've got a few niggles now, but I think that we should be able to get most of them to the line in round one. Peter German, our guest of the new coach of the Perth Demons. Germo, the venue that you train on is superb. It's probably one of the best grounds. Obviously, you share that facility with the West Coast Eagles, and they've got their quality uh, facility, uh, which adjoins yours, which is probably not of high quality and probably not up to waffle standard. And obviously, that development is uh, going to happen eventually. It's a hard pitch when you're trying to get players to your footy club. I think you might have encountered that before in your Peel Thunder days and the like uh, before they got a decent facility. Probably not the case when you're at Subiaco. North Melbourne as a player. Yeah, North Melbourne as a player at Arden Street. Yeah. Is, is it, 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 do we overcook those type of um, enticements to footy players and footy clubs or, or are you working against the, the system, the odds, with what you've got at your disposal? Look, uh, look, I think you're probably... Um, have you actually gone down in our rooms lately, guys? Because like, we've got a massive big weights room that's been painted up. We've got new equipment. Um, our change rooms are, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as, as good as anyone. Yeah, the, the grand chairman, when I say old, it's sort of... But, but that's been refurbished, new carpet, everything. So, you know, I think the club, certainly with a new coach, wanted to, um, you know, have a, have a new look. And, and it does. It looks... Quite good. I think anyone who's walked in it don't doesn't see it as, as um, dilapidated or anything like that. So, but then as you say, you've got the oval and then you've got the um, you know the lights, uh, you know, and, and both ovals there. So, you know, I, from, from my point of view, I say Charlie Thompson who comes in and goes, mate, this is fantastic. You know, it's better than he had at Coburg or anyone like that. So, I don't think that that's that's our issue. Obviously, our brand of the last however long, you know players feel that, you know, we may not be a finals contender and that sort of thing. That's that's probably, the, you know, the hardest part we've got to try and break down. But as, as far as I'm concerned, that, that's something that you keep building, um, you know, over time. And we've got, and that's something, as I say, that's, I think that's the most important thing that um, as a club, we're trying to make sure that, we you know, we're covering all the bases. And, and one of the big things is the new players we get in, we want retention. We look at West Perth. 120, uh, you know, 12 players who played 120 games in their grand final team. Well, that that speaks volumes of their ability to be able to, you know, to hold on to players and the, makes the players want to stay. And that's how you do get success. So, you know, so we're going to put a lot of things in place that we may not see, you know, the real fruits of that reward for maybe another two, three, four years down the track. But it's got to start somewhere. And as I said, everyone's really committed at the club to, you know, to set it up, set the program up now. We've got about three or four new board members with a new president, um, you know. So I just think there's a real sweeping change and there's a real positiveness of, you know, of what our direction is and, and how we want to go about it. So to me, that's, as I say, that was one of the real things that I felt that, um, you know, why I wanted to take the job on as well. You've coached here to great success, Gemma. You've coached in Victoria. How much do you have to change your game style, your coaching, not coaching philosophy, basically just your game style, comparing Victorian football to playing here in Perth? Yeah, look, you know how I liken VFL football to waffle football? I'd say VFL football is 70% contested ball stoppages and 30% open play, where waffle football is, you know, the reverse. It's probably 70% open play and 30% stoppage contested ball. So for me, I come and watch the grand final. Uh, West Perth and, and Claremont and um, and I really sort of just wanted to watch it and see if the game has changed. From what I could see it was still a one-on-one um, you know uh, still the, the team that could run the hardest use the ball the best um, you know 
know, and and have some sort of you know structure that that was effective. Um, you know, it was which ultimately look both teams did that really well, and that's why it was such a close game. So for me, I looked at it and said, well, the game hasn't gone too far from when I left it. Um, you know, it still is that you know. Um, you know, accountability, you know, both teams work hard defensively. So I don't think I'll change a great deal um, from from when I coached Subia. Probably just won't be as, maybe as robust and uh, and as both <laughs> vocal as I, as I once was because I, when I do raise my voice now, it actually starts hurting the head. So, um, and... So that's the first sign of that. Cool your jets. But no, look, as I said, you know, and times have changed. Uh, you know, there's no way I could coach the Perth boys the same way I coached the Subi guys, um, you know, 20 years ago. It's just, it's just, you know, players, you know, probably don't respond um, as well to, you know, to that maybe intense um, environment that, that, you know, certainly... Um, was part of what football was about when I was growing up and, and how I was mentored and everything like that. So, yeah, times have changed. And, and uh, yeah, so the VFL footy is, is certainly um, going to be different. So for the guys who come over straight away, they just see the big grounds and they just go, wow. And, uh, yeah, so for me, the fitness base, you know, having that strong fitness base is super paramount to, I guess, to any sort of game plan you want to have it on uh, Waffle Ground. Mate, that direct, honest feedback is not generally um, that well received these days. Well, you, you didn't mind it. Come over when you kicked fourteen that day. Well, that was good. Fe- that was good feedback. But the week after, we only kicked one. You gave me some really direct, you know, solid feedback, which was uh, which was deserved, uh, but warranted. But you can't do that now, though, can you? Oh, you can, but it's, you just do it in a different way. Mm. It's uh, you just yeah you just got to um, you know the, the message you still got to get I'm still very um, when I say forthright and clear and you know letting the players um, know where they stand but it's yeah as I say you, you can't do it I guess as sometimes as abruptly that once upon a time you could now the players bit of an arm around the, you know around the shoulder and giving the same message rather than you know having a pair of boxing gloves on and. Initially, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I still think players still they, they certainly still respect um, honest feedback. That's for sure. Jimmy, always good to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much for your time today, and good luck in your uh, next coaching journey with the Perth Footy Club. It's going to be a tough one, but they got the right man in the job. Thanks for joining us, mate. No worries, mate. We'll catch up for tea's dinner soon in your pain, I think. Okay, fair call. Yep, that'll be right. You just yep. signed a massive deal, massive contract with mm-hmm. Perth, and I've got to shout dinner. Thanks for the invite. All righty, there is Peter German. <laughs> no, you don't go out. Well, German and I go out and Being see people. around the country on the SEN Network, the new coach of the Perth Demons in the WAFL. was born on this day in 1955. He passed away a couple of years ago, but that's him doing his stuff for Beat It, Michael Jackson's Thriller album. I didn't realise he was aligned to that album. Unaware of that too. Yeah, you learn something every day. That's why on this day, which went to a new level today, a Thursday, January 26th. Good one to go national with. Yeah, happy Australia Day. A lot of feedback. Haven't heard anything from our bosses, so that could mean... That's good. No, that's really, that's really good. 
Yeah. You know, you only get feedback in the media if things aren't good. <laughs> Maybe they're all meeting now. <laughs> uh, Mike Hussey's going to join us in the next half hour. We're going to talk Beauty. about uh, the Perth Scorchers who are in action here on Saturday night. They take on the Sydney Sixers. The winner goes through to the final, the, the whatever it's called. It's got a, I don't know if it's got a name to it. The decider, I think it's called, or something like that. Uh, and again, your host, and they'll host again. So would ha, be massive. How good massive, would that would that not oh. rile the rest of the country if the Perth Scorchers beat the Sixers with Steve mm. Smith, who should be in India? And well, but, but, but Nathan Lyon's playing, right, for the Sixers. Yeah, but he's not. He's, he's, but he's a spinner. Why isn't he? Is he playing or is he going? No, he, he was. I saw an ad yesterday. With him in it, yeah, I think that's just an ad. He didn't even get it. He wasn't. I don't think he even got a game in the last game, did he? Did he get a game? I thought he was out of the team. I can't remember. Well, I saw an ad yesterday with Nathan. Lyon. I went, Hang yeah, on a second. But that's just why a is he playing? And Ashton Ager has to go and get acclimatised. Well, he's probably Ashton needs to find a bit of form, maybe at that level. And Nathan Lyon's probably a walk-up start as well. Oh, uh, let's okay. go to Roy from Templestowe, who um, has given us a call. Hey, Roy, how did we go in Melbourne radio today? You, you normally lo- don't bag anyone, please. Uh, but how did we go? Do we hold our own for the first hour this morning? Uh, you sounded, sounded great through the uh, through the airwaves. Thank you. Sounded absolutely brilliant, magnificent. That, okay, don't overcook okay. it. Don't, don't overcook it. Yeah. Uh, did you think on this day was probably <laughs> one? On, of the, the... on this day was on this day was brilliant. Yeah, thanks. I reckon that's going to go all around the country, and it's going to start from SEN WA. So, I, I agree. Um, I agree. Do you reckon they'll take our on this day every day, or they'll um, start their own? They can't, can they? No, I think it's just going to be start, start their own. And, uh, yeah. and, Stuff from, from you guys, and then yeah, just try and change it a little bit. No price quiz, you know, they've got their own quiz over there. <laughs> and, um, All right, cool. why have you called? My question to you guys yes, my question to you guys, Peter, uh, you were talking about great Australians, Peter Bolt, Olympics, great, absolutely great. Are we gonna uh, like Junior Rioli? We waited uh, what two years to hear his um, mm-hmm. if he was guilty or not. Are we gonna are we gonna hear the same thing for the next two years for Peter Bowl? Um, or we're gonna uh, have, it's an absolute joke. But um, no, well, it's not. I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, no, fair call. Um, I, I I was under the impression that his B sample was tested next month. So then uh, then it goes through the um, I guess through the process, but. Um, it is one thing across world sport that they really need to speed up, isn't it? But uh, I reckon he's – I'm led to believe his B-Sam will get tested next month. He has to – Which, got again, to... which surprised me why it takes – sorry, guys, why it takes so long to test a B-Sam. I would, would imagine it has to be quick because as an athlete, because he's not allowed to take any funding – not allowed to train at any venues, not allowed to be in contact with anyone that he's associated mm, with. Till it's done. Yeah, till it's done. So it's a long time, and you, and and if and if guilty, he has to cop his right whack, there's no doubt. Oh, absolutely no doubt. Um, but if not guilty, but, then he's got to make up the lost time. But he is um, absolutely adamant that he is not. And it's a strange one. Like When athletes get – when they test positive for performance-enhancing drugs, they – Oh, you either have taken it or you haven't. And if you have taken it, is there a way of avoiding it? Oh, all masking so. agents I now are all so. banned substances. I wouldn't have thought so. I, I think if it's in his so, B sample, then there's so no to way. So declare out. it like, and to go so passionately about your innocence. Most do. Yeah, I know. And I'm not saying he took it knowingly. What I'm saying is something in his something in the system has got into his system. Like I said, though, once you... 
once you test positive for whatever reason, deliberately or accidentally, mm. You're tainted with it forever. That you are. Hey, Jonesy's texted in. G'day, Jonesy. Any tips today, boys? They are racing at Belmont. It's a pretty average meeting, to be brutally honest with you. It's a Bunbury meeting at Belmont. No disrespect, but it's a pretty – it's not a senior midweek the normal right. meeting. Uh, right. But Gostradamus, if you're looking to follow some tips, I'll uh, be providing some winners hopefully later in the day. Gostradamus on Twitter. Hopefully later in the day. Well, they don't start till later, mate. Okay. You can't tell us now? No, because I haven't done the form. Oh, well, it sounds like it's going to be pretty haphazard. Oh, mate, have you not seen it? <laughs> it's pretty loose. Bad day at Geraldton yesterday. Uh, let's get a breakaway. Mike Hussey's not too far away. Just repeating the news if you're a Hawthorne fan, and I know we have a couple out there who are really like Mitch Lewis has got a, a sprain of the ACL, so it's not a t- torn ACL, no major ligament damage. Yeah. He's got a sprain. He will miss the start of the year. And if there's any doubt around your ACL, wow. you should take it. Easy, don't you? Did you ever have any injuries in your career? Um, nothing. My four arthroscopes, but nothing. Um, they kept me. What's out your for worst a long injury time. as a player? Uh, pubis symphysis. It was yeah, no. It's a, it was like it was like the pre uh, osteitis pubis. Ah. And it ruled me out of uh, the last half of two thousand. Uh, do you get that when you uh, when... when you work too hard and uh, do excess running and weights? <laughs> And uh, endurance stuff. 21 away from 8 o'clock. We're Australia Day, and uh, if you are celebrating, continue to enjoy. But, of course, our thoughts are with our First Nations people, of course, uh, for some who are doing it tough. But, again, uh, we hopefully will get a a look at that in the future. But happy Australia Day wherever you are celebrating today. Manchester United 3 beat Nottingham Forest nil. Uh, That was at the West Bridgeford ground, I'm led to believe. All righty, let's get a breakaway and come. (laughs) 21 degrees. Uh On this Thursday, we are down to the finals now. And the Scorchers' big game is here on Saturday uh, from uh, 4.15, I think, the game starts. And that is against the Sydney Sixers. It's the qualifier. And it starts tomorrow night, the Eliminator, Sydney Thunder versus Brisbane Heat. Uh, though both teams were chaotic yesterday. They've got uh, cool names. Yeah, Renegades uh, play the winner of the Eliminator in the knockout. Then on Thursday, knockout. the loser of the qualifier plays the winner of the knockout. In the what? What's that called? <laughs> the Challenger. Right. Awesome. And then on so Saturday, what awesome name do they have for the big one? The final. Well, I don't care what they're called. We just know they're the best two teams in the end, and let's hope one of them is the Perth Scorchers. Appreciate your time, Mike Hussey from Fox Cricket. Uh, thanks for joining us. G'day, boys. How are you going? Yeah, it's a bit confusing, isn't it? All oh, the different yeah. finals, but uh, I think it's the decider, Goss. The decider is the last one, not the final or whatever it's called. So uh, that's what you've got to go with, apparently. Mm. Oh, OK. Well, I'm just reading the West Australian newspaper. Well, I'd go with Mr Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> so would I. I'm okay. just going with what the Fox boys tell us. Oh, yeah, no, nah, good point. And, and who would argue with the Fox boys? Um, Huss, interesting. That, well, the Scorchers and Sixers get, basically have had a week off to get all their ducks lined up. Steve Smith will play. A huge attraction, a crowd of forty-five to 50,000 anticipated here. It's going to be a big one. It is a big one. The winner goes straight through to the decider. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, And, and look, to be honest, they've been head and shoulders above these two teams, uh, above every other team in the competition, so they deserve to be one and two. And it's it's going to be an epic game. Um, I think the Scorchers obviously will start favourite, being, being at home. They play these conditions really well here in Perth, and um, 
And yeah, if if they can win that one, straight through to the to the big one, which is um, where you want to be at the start of the season. So it's, they've played so well, so consistently again, and they've they've shown their depth again. You know, like you think someone like Jai Richardson's missed a fair bit of the season. No Mitch Marsh. There's been other guys that have sort of been rested along the way, but they've still just been able to put a, a very good team on the path. So I think the Sixers will be their biggest challenge, but. Um, and you never know in T20 cricket, but but I, as I said, I think they'll shoot that favourites. When uh, Faf left Huss, uh, we've gone, oh, there's another one gone, and, and the Scorchers have had to shuffle the deck chairs so many times, but it opened the door for Cam Bancroft to go to the top of the order, and hasn't he just delivered in absolute spades? He's been brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's having a really good season, and, and I'm really happy for him because obviously what he's been through over the last few years must have been extremely challenging for him um, on a personal sort of sense. And for him to sort of come out that other side, and, and even in Sheffield Shield cricket, he's been playing some really consistent cricket. Um, and, and he's just got a really good game for that role, I think. Um, you can have some other guys that can really be dashes around him, and he can just be the one that play good cricket shots through throughout the majority of the innings. And um, he's done it beautifully. Uh, and he, and he's, he's really developed his game. You know, I haven't seen too many of those scoops and, and things mm. that he's been playing of late. Um, so he, he's, he's been a, a really good and an important addition, as you said, because once they lost sort of uh, Faf and, and Live, it was important that um, you know a couple of guys at the top of the order sort of, yeah, re- really sort of filled that breach. Yeah. That, that, that's where you win and lose a lot of games is in your top three batters. Yeah, and Eski also came in. Hey, just in regards to Cam Bancroft, Adam Voges has certainly come out and said his name has to be in the conversation over all forms of cricket this year. I've been saying it for a while. I think mm. I, I genuinely think he, he cannot be too far away if there's a someone in the white ball game uh, falls away or maybe even the red ball game. His name must all of a sudden be back on the radar, Cam Bancroft, in all forms. Yeah, you think so. Um, and and all, all these players from all around the country, all they can do is just uh, beat down the door by putting runs on the board. And, and that's something that he has done consistently well, particularly this season. I know he had, he's had a couple of battles, you know, last season and, and probably before that, which I, I think is totally understandable. But now he's getting back to his best cricket. He's getting a bit more experience as well. So he knows his own game really well. And, and yeah, he, he chops and changes between the different formats really well too. So... I, I agree. I think if he keeps putting the runs on the board, then you know they, they can't ignore it forever. I see you like late for an appointment or something, or you're out exercising. You sound like you're puffing, mate. I'm walking the dogs, actually, and I'm <laughs> puffing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not walking that fast either. It's a bit of a worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not throwing stones. Don't worry about that. No. Hey, what, how's, your brother, how's your brother holding up? Another disappointing year for the Stars. He stepped down as, uh, of course, of coach of the Melbourne Stars after taking the gift for several years. It hasn't had the success. I, I, I don't know if it's all down to coaching. I'm not so sure about a coach in a, in a big bash team. I think they guide rather than actually do it. The exploits of the players are the ones that you live and die by. How's he holding up? And are you glad he's moved on? <laughs> Yeah, it's been another tough one for the Stars, isn't it? Um, he's, he's obviously disappointed. Um, I've spoken to him a few times and things just haven't quite gone gone their way. And I'm surprised, really, because you look at their team on paper and you think, far out, there's some real match winners there. You know, you've got the likes of Stoinis and Zampa and Coulton Isle. And, um, that, I guess they really miss Glenn Maxwell. Obviously, he's, he's uh, the key man in there as well and their skipper. So they lose him for the whole season. It's a big loss. That's probably a couple of wins right there. But, um, yeah, obviously he's disappointed. But um, he, he moves into a, a, a different role with Cricket Victoria, and I think he's looking forward to that. And um, 
and yeah, they'll be on the hunt for a new coach. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, another disappointing season for the Stars. He's a great man, David Hussey. There's no doubt about that. Hussey, uh, what do you think about the Eliminators, Sydney Thunder versus the Brisbane uh, Heat? Who are you tipping there? <laughs> well, they're both sort of wobbling a little bit, aren't they? Far out. Um, <laughs> watching um, the Brisbane Heat yesterday was, was quite hard. I think they needed 10 off 10 and then literally scored seven runs in, in that last 10 balls. I think there was uh, eight dot balls in the last 10 wow. runs required. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shocker, that one. But um, the, the, the Heat have had a bit of a resurgence since uh, Kawaja and Labashane and Renshaw have sort of come back from test duty. They've actually been pretty good. Um, the Thunder, well, we're just not sure which Thunder are going to turn up. If they, you know, there's the, the all-out 15 Thunder, and then there's the Thunder that can that can beat the Scorchers in Perth. So yeah. it just depends on which one turns up on the day. I, I think the Thunder will start favourite. It's at their home ground, and um, and they're, they're a good team, but they've just got to make sure they put it put it together on the paper. They haven't been scoring enough runs of late. Their, their bowling looks pretty strong, but the, the batting looks, you know, since Alex Hales has left, I think they need David Warner to really um, get a big one for them. Last one for you. The first test versus India starts Feb 9. Are you going over at all for Fox or any sort of a relationship over there for the tour? No, no, I'm not heading over. I'll, I'll be uh, covering uh, one of the test matches from from the studio in Sydney. Yep. But, um, but no, I can't wait for the series. It's going to be awesome. Um, two, two great teams, really. And in Indian conditions, it's always challenging, always tough. But I, I get the feeling with this Australian team, it's a... It's a bit of a, a last frontier for them. You know, they, they've won World Cups, they've won Ashes, but winning in India is is probably the, the big one for them. And um, they've been building to it for a while. And, uh, yeah, I think they'll just throw everything at them and then see what happens. Uh, it's, a, it's a big squad, but, but I think it's, you know, it covers all the bases. So, uh, yeah, let's hope they give it a real good crack. Mate, thank you so much for your time. And uh, we apologise for interrupting the uh, the morning walk, but uh, always going to talk to you. We could listen to you all day. And uh, uh, looking forward to a great uh, Big Bash finals campaign. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, no worries, boys. Have a great day. Mike, happy Australia Day. Yeah, happy Australia Day to you. Mike Hussey right there as well, Tom Fox Cricket. Let's get a breakaway and come back and wrap things up on this Australia Day show. This is Scotty and Goss, SENWA Breakfast. Let's wrap things up. And if you haven't been listening for the last two hours, this is what you missed. Let's go to Lou from Bandura, who's on the line, giving us a call on 13 12 55, took your depot open line. Lou, who's your number one? Boys, I don't know how you've missed this bloke. Cam Smith, mate. All right, we well, haven't hey, missed anything hey, just hey, yet. Hey, hey, don't, hey, hey, don't shoot your, your bolts yeah, early, no, mate. I'm we... with you, Lou. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely with you, Lou. Yeah, but hang on, we're going to get there first. Come on, boys. Your number one drum roll. Here we go. Let me have a guess. Yes. Would it be Sam Kerr? Yeah, Sam Kerr, mate. <laughs> My number one is pretty obvious. Drum roll, please. Open Championship, otherwise known as the British Open. Four other wins, including the Players' Championship. Cam Smith is Australia's first. Pete Hawley joining us. I'm actually pretty high on the Wildcats run home. I've got them pencil. I reckon they'll win three out of four. Whoa! Oh, Holy! Stretch on the way home. So Whoa. I think they're, they're going to be playing well. Peter Jones. Mate, that direct, honest feedback is not generally um, that well received these days. Well, you, you didn't mind it. Come over when you kicked 14 that day. <laughs> well, that was, good fe- that was good feedback. But the week after I only kicked one, you gave me some really direct... That's our show. Thanks for your company. Well done, boys out there. Special K, and well done to Lois Lane. And thank you to the Melbourne and Adelaide and uh, Tassie audience. Well done to you, Scotty. Beautiful work, Goss. Have a good day. We'll be back on the radio tomorrow from 6 o'clock. Enjoy so your day off. Enjoy your day. Whatever you do today, I'm going to the races. Belmont Park is calling. Come on, Goss